What's your problem? What is your solution? This is an interview series about making the world a better place. Years ago, as a young doctor in a community hospital in New Jersey, William Pollock realized that he was merely suppressing the symptoms of his patients. He was not healing them. Even worse, sometimes suppressing the symptoms caused new problems. Pollock began a journey in search of better healthcare alternatives. Ultimately, he found a therapy that accelerates the healing of almost any cell, tissue, organ or condition. It improves all the basic functions of the body to heal disease or to prevent symptoms. And, unlike mainstream medicine, it has no negative side effects. This therapy, pulsed electromagnetic fields, has been around for decades. The efficacy of the treatment has been established in hundreds of medical trials and research experiments. The use has been approved by the Food and Drug Administration or FDA, and tens of thousands of people have benefited from electromagnetic field treatments. Nonetheless, still few doctors and patients are aware of the many benefits of this therapy, which is probably the most effective daily treatment to maintain optimal health. Welcome to Camp Solutions. I have many questions for you and I'm very happy that we have this opportunity um, because the topic that is yours, um, or I mean, one of the topics that is yours, I'm sure, is, is this whole idea of uh, using electromagnetic fields to, to heal people. And it has to do with the use of frequencies in medicine, which, of course, when we know the physics of our bodies, that basically we are frequencies any, uh, rather than, than anything else. Uh, it's a vibrating mass of our bodies. And it makes sense in that, in that way that... Uh, we find ways to treat the, these vibrations with other vibrations that, that help them harmonize and all that. I mean, the, the, I, I don't claim to have any major deep understanding about how that all works, but I can at least see that, that there is more than what we can touch when it, when it comes to our bodies. So, but you were trained as a medical doctor, a regular medical doctor, I may say, and so what made you decide to, to uh, maybe not move away from that field, but at least to, to choose this very different uh, yeah, uh, field of expertise? Well, ultimately, a problem solver solves problems. Yes. And what you have is you have your tool chest. And your tool chest limits you. It does certain things, and it won't do other things. So I had to move away from the conventional approaches to dealing with health and health problems mm -hmm. as a medical doctor because it wasn't solving all the problems. I was stimulated to do this. I've always had a sort of a peripheral interest in other ideas, other concepts. Mm -hmm. um, but when I had two, two patients in uh, very quickly together in a, in a sequence, end up in the hospital with gastric bleeding, one almost died. And when you looked at why they had that, they had that because they were using non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, ibuprofen, too much of it. And that's how they were managing their pain. Yeah. So after that, I said, well, this is, this is truly the definition of insanity. Yes. Doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results and ignoring the risks. Because when, why do you ignore the risks? Because you have no other options. No. 
right? So surgery, uh, procedures, or drugs. And the drugs at that time, back in the 80s, the drugs largely were uh, things like ibuprofen or narcotics. And in the 1980s, doctors were scared of narcotics. We didn't use that. We only used that as a last resort uh-huh. in the 80s. And there's a big shift then towards narcotics, probably in the, la- in the 90s, late, late 90s, mid 90s. So what happened then is you say to yourself, what do I do? If I can't use the nosteroidals and I can't use the uh, narcotics and I don't want to have this patient have surgery because after practicing medicine for a while, um, you know, I started practicing medicine in 1970. After practicing medicine for a while, you realize that procedures and surgery don't solve all the problems. And they, in fact, very often create new problems. Yeah. So I said, well, what do you do? So I decided to learn acupuncture. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to leave the house of medicine and I'm going to go as a medical doctor, I'm MD, I'm going to go out and learn acupuncture. Yeah. So I did. There was a program at UCLA for doctors, veterinarians, and dentists to learn acupuncture. So I took that program. There were like 300 doctors at that time in the U.S. around uh, 1989 uh, who uh, had been trained in acupuncture. Uh-huh. Now there are over 3,000, 5,000 doctors been trained in acupuncture. But back then it was very rare. Yeah. So when I learned acupuncture, then I started, I wanted to practice it. But in 1990, people didn't know acupuncture. Uh-huh. It was like, stay away from me with those needles. Voodoo. And so I said, well, what do I do? If I can't use needles, what do I do? How do I treat people acupuncture-like? How could, how could I do acupuncture-like treatments if I, don't, if I can't use needles? Yeah. So then I started looking into other approaches to acupuncture. We have moxibustion. We have acupressure. We have friction. We have heat. We have cold. We have light and so on. And I discovered in the Orient that they had been using magnets, a little tiny magnets on acupuncture points. So I started working with the magnets and lo and behold, they had benefits. But strange thing is they were doing more than acupuncture. I would see local wounds get better. I would see insect bites, poof, go away like that. I see bruises melt away. Uh So then the question becomes, what's going on here? What is, what is magnetics doing? Mm-hmm. I've never seen this before. Nothing I knew of in medicine at the time could do these things. Uh-huh. So I started doing research. Unfortunately, at that time, most of the research was in Eastern European languages or German or Oriental languages. Yeah. So you know, we didn't have access to it. But we started importing devices. We started using them, started getting experience because I knew they were safe. My experience told me they were very, very safe. Acupuncture is very, very safe. So if you're using acupuncture principles, using magnets, it's going to be very safe. But you got these extended benefits from magnets that you didn't get with acupuncture. And then we started doing more research. I um, met up with a doctor from the Czech Republic, an MD, PhD, who had done his PhD in electromagnetic therapies. He had translated for his PhD, had translated all all or a lot of that science that was already there in Eastern Europe. So we collaborated and we put together a manuscript and produced a book called Magnetic Field Therapy in Eastern Europe, a review of 30 years of research. So that was in 1993 or 94 that we published that book. Uh Now now the VISTA has opened out. Now all of this research showed up. Human studies, controlled studies, animal studies, 
basic science studies, all this knowledge began to sort of become available. And, uh, you know, and that was in the book. So now the antenna really go up. What else is going on here? Uh, and then you dug deeper, dug deeper, dug deeper. And so now the whole, the whole world basically opened up in terms of what magnetic field therapy could do. So beyond acupuncture, it works beyond acupuncture. So I stopped doing acupuncture because I could do a lot more with magnetic field therapy. I could heal deep in the body. I could heal a wound in days compared to weeks. I had a little girl who tore off the end of her thumb, tore it off in a door jam. Got the, got, the, got the surgeon to reattach it, purple, black, and blue, you know, obviously no circulation, as you would expect. 12 weeks later with magnetic field therapy, regrow it. Nothing that I know of can, can do that. Maybe some Tibetan monks might be able to do it, but, you know, other so, than that. So, but the thing, I mean, what as a doctor are you doing? I mean, what I know of this therapy is there are mats and devices and basically you know, any user, consumer, patient can, can basically do that on or himself. So I'm sure you need to know exactly what you should do and maybe there are different frequencies. No, no you don't. You ah. could be completely stupid about this and still get benefits because there's no, almost no risk of harm. The risk of harm comes from using this and relying on this when you should be doing something else. If you have a coordinary blood vessel that's 95% blocked and you're having angina, you better do something else. You're probably going to need an intervention. Yes. Because you have to get off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. So magnetic field therapy is not going to work in many circumstances. It's going to work in a lot of circumstances. But if you have arthritis of your shoulder or you have a headache, so unless it's a, vet, a headache that's caused by a stroke or a bursting blood vessel, a headache basically can be, very, uh, can be helped a lot. Mm -hmm. So most of the time it's very safe. The problem is not whether it's safe. The problem is whether you're doing the right therapy. In other words, whether you're getting the right kind of magnetic field therapy. So as a medical doctor and as a researcher and as somebody who's inquisitive and wants to know why this is working and how it's working, then we start to expand the knowledge base of the options and the opportunities and the possibilities. So the static magnet kind of frequency thing that you mentioned before uh, is a way of thinking about the body. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's not just about frequency. In fact, actually, I think a good part of the time frequency is not relevant. You can't grow a thumb, regrow a thumb with frequency by itself. Mm -hmm. You need energy. So how do you increase the energy? Magnetic fields, the right intensity of magnetic fields. And the reason for that is that as a magnetic field passes through the body, a magnetic field and the body are basically like the body is air to a magnetic field. It doesn't even exist. The, the um, body exists to a magnetic field, but it doesn't exist, you know, the opposite direction. It's irrelevant. But as the magnetic field passes through the body, it stimulates all kinds of stuff in the body. Yeah. It's like the wind in the trees. You can't tell that it's there until the leaves are, start, are start, starting to move. Uh, you can have strong winds and you can have breezes. But the motion of the wind causes the leaves to move and the branches to move. And what does that motion in the trees and the branches do? It's called piezoelectric effect. It's stimulating energy charge, electrical charge in the body. So now if you can combine 
frequency with electrical charge, with the appropriate frequencies and the appropriate charge, you'll get a, a huge benefit. But what's probably most, more important? It's the charge. Oh. It's the charge. I don't care what frequencies you use. Just give me the right charge. Okay, that, that's a good point. But let, let me better understand that. The charge is the is the energy is the you know what 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 the frequency yeah is the the the, the level of vibration more higher intensity lower intensity what then is the charge all right so it's based on faraday's law yeah and faraday's law says that a magnetic field interacting with an electric field or ions or something that can carry charge increases yeah. the amount of energy yes and that depends on the intensity of the magnetic field and how fast that intensity rises. Okay. That the scientific term for it is dB slash dt. So dB stands for change. D stands for change. That's delta, which is change. Delta, yeah, yeah. B is the intensity of the magnetic field. Yeah. The faster it goes up to its peak, the stronger the amount of charge production in the body. Stronger yeah. the amount of charge production, period. It doesn't matter, matter whether it's in the body. In, the, in nature, it's the same thing whether you're dealing with producing electricity. In fact, actually, that's how um, Tesla produced AC current. It's about a charge interaction between magnets and a, an electrical conductor. That causes all of a sudden the production of energy, electricity. So charge, and when I use the word charge, we're talking about electrical charge in the body because the body is a battery. Every cell in the body is a battery. The whole body is a battery. It's not saline, it's electrolyte soup. All kinds of electrolytes, all kinds of ions, all kinds of charged particles, all the membranes, all the cell components, the whole body is just one big charge. And so therefore, when you pass a magnetic field past that, when you pass the magnetic field through it, as it's moving through, it's stimulating all that stuff in the body to produce energy. Yeah. So that energy now becomes available because what's the purpose of energy? to work, yes. it becomes available for work. Huh? So one of the earliest approved magnetic field devices by the FDA, approved by the FDA, was for healing fractures that wouldn't heal. They're called non-unions. So you had a bone that now becomes more like a joint than a solid structure. That is disastrous. You have an extremity now that's not useful. You can't use it because it's like a joint when it shouldn't be. So what they found is that stimulating those uh, uh, non-union fractures with magnetic fields causes them to start healing. And within six months to a year, you got a, you got a, a, a new bone. It's healed just with magnetic field therapy, just by passing a magnetic field through that area of the fracture. Because you increase the charge, the body got stuck in its own natural ability to heal itself. Okay. All right. Yeah. It got stuck. It didn't finish the job. It couldn't, for whatever reasons, it couldn't finish the job. Now the magnetic fields gave it the energy to be able to do its own work and bingo, you restore the, the tissue. <laughs> Just like the thumb in that child. Yeah. That's more dramatic. Yeah, no, I see. So, but, so your um, contribution service as a, um, as a doctor then changes from prescribing the drug to actually prescribing the right kind of, kind of 
you know, therapy frequency, what you need to do. You just said, you know, anyone can do this and you can't harm yourself, basically, uh, only if you do it for the wrong thing at the wrong moment. But, but you know, in normal circumstances, it helps anyway. But would you then say that when you do with all you know, you know, you do, you can make it even more efficient because you know what to do at what moment, what intensity and all. You know, there are all kinds of new understanding and expertise about that. Absolutely. So as a medical doctor, I could pre prescribe you a medication yeah. to control things. It controls things. Yes. It can cover up your symptoms. It makes you feel better, but yeah. it doesn't heal anything. Right? It simply controls things. No, I can prescribe you a, a medication, a hormone, because your body's missing it. Your, your body's not making it. Now, magnetic field therapy may or may not help you to make it. So there are times when you have to rely on I mean, if your arm is dangling off your shoulder by a thread, you know, you've torn your arm, you need surgery. If you if you bled into your brain, then you better release that pressure. You have to do those mechanical things. So there are clearly times as a medical doctor that I know when to get off the bus. Yeah. I know when I need specific tools. But beyond that, when you're dealing with particular, when you're dealing with chronic illness, you're expecting the body to heal itself. When a surgeon operates on you, when you leave the doctor's office, what does a surgeon do? You have to heal yourself, right? So what we're doing then is we're leaving things to chance. Yeah. Now we have tools that accelerate the body's natural capacity. They optimize the body's capacity to do the work it needs to do. You, right. can, leave it, you can leave it to the natural capabilities of the body. But we know that with a wound, you can accelerate the healing of the wound. You can half the treatment time of the wound with magnetic field therapy. You could half the healing time of fracture with magnetic field therapy. Would you say, but is that then with any magnetic therapy? Uh, magnetic, no. No. So this is where intensity becomes important again. There's a natural phenomenon with magnetic fields called the inverse square law. And there are many laws that describe the idea that when you move away from light, when you move away from cold or heat or sound, Right or radiation, as you move away, the magnetic field drops off, or the field drops off rapidly. So at the source, right at the magnet, right at the magnet, the field is the strongest. But when you move two inches away, you've lost maybe ninety percent of your field. So you have to calculate for that. You know what you need at what part, what depth in the body. That's number one. Then how long do you treat for? How long do you use it for? That becomes very important as well. So the intensity start to start with becomes important and then the inverse square law. So Faraday's law and the inverse square law. When you calculate those, then you can determine the magnetic field intensity you need for the problem that you're enduring. There's a study that I have on my website, drpollock.com, about a molecule called adenosine. A-D-E-N-O-S-I-N-E, adenosine. Adenosine is one of the components of ATP, adenosine triphosphate, and ATP is used by the body to create energy. Turns out that the adenosine receptor is also very, so the body has to have a receptor for the adenosine to lock into, lock and key, right? So the adenosine has to lock into a receptor and the receptors for adenosine sit on white blood cells. Hmm. And what do white blood cells do? Yeah, the immune system. Huge thing, the immune system, tissue repair, regeneration, and so on. So what they found in research is that you optimal magnetic field intensity at the adenosine receptor to decrease inflammation is 15 Gauss. Okay. One five. 
So one five at the receptor. What happens when you move that far away? You need a much higher level of magnetic field intensity to be able to deliver that 15 Gauss deeper into the body. Yeah, I get that. This is why these whole body systems, that legacy systems, I call them, that were developed 15, 20 years ago, are really not very useful for tissue healing. They are useful, I discovered early on, and I work with these devices early on. They're useful very superficially. So yes, if they're yes. useful very superficially, what are they doing? Stimulating the cells of the, the skin or whatever. Exactly. The acupuncture system. So why do people so much feel so much better with magnetic field therapy? Those low-level magnetic systems, why do they feel so good? You're stimulating all these acupuncture points and meridians at the same time. Uh -huh. So that's all they're doing. They're not doing healing. They're stimulating you to feel better. They release endorphins and kephalins, and they do all the things that acupuncture does. But acupuncture does not do tissue healing. Okay. So now you have a modality, magnetic field therapy, that does acupuncture and tissue healing. So what would you rather have? Acupuncture alone or something that will do acupuncture and tissue healing? Get it do, using the right magnetic field. Yes. But that's then still the big art because it may, the 15 Gauss, is that what you always want uh, in any situation, wherever the problem is? No, I think you're right. It's, that's not always going to be the case, but the inverse square law always has to be accounted for. Yes. And a lot of this early research that was done to develop those whole body systems was done on Petri dishes. And a Petri dish is right there. So when you start to think about the physiology and the me metabolism and the biochemistry and so on, and the physics, then you start, then you have to realize that you need to adjust for that loss of field. So it, it is relatively new. And yes, you do have to make that calculation. Fortunately, I have some of that available in my book. Mm -hmm. I have that available in the blog on my website on the adenosine receptor. So I have a table there that shows you the intensity that you need to go to depth. So why do you need to treat the white cell? And where is the white cell? Well. You tell me. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because no part everywhere. of the body that doesn't have the white cell. Okay. True. Yes. Right. So therefore, if you need to, to heal a, a, a scar in the belly, if you need to heal your ulcerative colitis or your Crohn's disease or your liver inflammation or your heart inflammation or your heart damage or a brain injury, now you've got a tool that reaches safely into the body. The body doesn't even stop it. The bone doesn't stop it. Muscle doesn't stop it. Nothing stops the magnetic field. And because it goes all the way through, now you're stimulating all these processes deep in the body at the level, at least, of inflammation. And what doesn't have inflammation as a component? There is no damage process in the body that doesn't have inflammation. Aging is inflammation. Yes. Injury is inflammation. Diabetes is inflammation. Autoimmune diseases are inflammation. Infections are all inflammation. It's virtually part of everything. If you have a wound, if you cut yourself, it's inflammation. I see. So, but what I'm now beginning to understand, so I, as I wrote when we were corresponding, I said, you know, the first time I got familiar with, with these therapies were indeed through that Beamer mat I once got and, and once got is literally about 25 years ago. And I've been using it regularly and, and you know, I feel good about it. But, but you're telling me now, is that 
to really support the, the sort of the battle against the inflammation, that kind of system, you know, may help a little bit, but it doesn't help enough. So because it doesn't go deep enough. Correct. And there's research that there, there was a peer reviewed study or a study, at least a review of the research on low intensity whole body systems. And that review discovered that when they looked at specific health conditions, di specific diagnoses like diabetes or arthritis, uh, they may not be the ones that were using that study, but when you do specific diagnostic conditions, yes, these devices didn't do well uh -huh. because of the principles that we're just talking about. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. Oh. And, and so because, these... it's because it's acupuncture, you're still going to feel good uh -huh. and it will help you with aging to some extent. It will help you with sleep to some extent. It will decrease anxiety to some extent. It may help to decrease your pain and your irritation, but it doesn't stop the conditions uh -huh. because it's not working deep enough. Uh -huh. Yes, I see it. And these new systems that you also you know, offer and sell, um, they go deeper. So yes, part of, again, part of my journey, my evolution in working with magnetic fields is I started with these low intensity systems. Yeah as that was what, what was available at the time. And then as I started doing more investigation, more use, more experimentation and so on, again, I discovered it did not solve a lot of problems. So I said, well, what's next? What else can I find? What else can I buy? Fortunately in Europe and Czechoslovakia and Austria and Germany, they continued to evolve and develop new systems. Yeah. Now we're talking about magnetic systems that are used to treat the brain. So for example, your Beamer, device is around one Gauss. Let's just say for, for practical purposes, it's one Gauss. So Gauss is a measure of magnetic field intensity, G-A-U-S-S. -S. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Right? The RTMS, the train, transcranial magnetic systems are 8,000 Gauss. Okay, yeah, there you have it, yeah. Right? Yeah. So now we have a range of devices and over the years I've accumulated different devices to be able to deal with different levels of the range. And also having to do with, with budget. Low intensity systems are less expensive. The higher the intensity, the higher the Gauss, the more the cost. But so you just made the point about the 15 Gauss being for, so necessary for the, the, the Sony, whatever the name is, uh, adapter. Um, um, Adenosine. Adenosine. Thank you. I will study that one. The, um, but you also just mentioned 8,000 Gauss for the brain. So is that because whatever, it's harder to get deeper into the brain. So you need to start with 8,000 to get to the 15, or is that because there is a need for a higher frequency there to, or a higher intensity to, for treatment? So you don't need, you, need, you don't need 15 Gauss there, but more. You need more. So the question is how much more? So for example, a 4,000 Gauss magnetic field, it will go from 4,000 Gauss at the surface to 15 Gauss and about four inches. Yeah, so, okay, that's, that's exactly my point. So it means you, you set up for, but you get the same 15 that you actually wanted, but deeper inside the brain. Deeper inside the brain. And the, the good thing, the good news is, if the body doesn't need it, it ignores it. So even though you're, you do 4,000 4, right here, which you don't need, on the other side of the head, you need the fourth, you need the 15 Gauss. So by the time it gets to the other side of the head, it's, it's 15 Gauss. So on the way down, on the, as the magnetic field drops off, it's doing nothing. Healthy cells ignore the magnetic field. Or it's doing stuff to the brain that you didn't expect. It's improving circulation. It's, it's increasing uh, stem cell production. 
Uh It's uh, um, helping to stimulate ATP production. So it's doing a whole lot of other things other than just the 15 gulps. So in my book, Power Tools for Health, I describe 25 mechanisms of magnetic fields. I'm a believer. 25 (laughs) mechanisms. Yes. Right? Yeah. So if you take those mechanisms, then all of that is happening at the same time. The body decides what it wants to do with the charge that you've just produced. Oh. Right? And so sometimes you need more, sometimes you need less. But for inflammation purposes, at least, you need that optimal intensity of 15 gauss. Yeah. So it is always, so that I understand now, you always want to get to the 15 gauss at the place where you need it. Exactly. And to get it there, you may have, you may need much more because it drops off and, and, and I'll, yeah, I got that. Okay. Exactly. So if I'm treating a wrist, if I'm treating my wrist, yeah. my problem is right here. Yeah. Right. I don't need, I just need maybe 50 gauss or 60 gauss. Yeah. I don't need 4,000. No. So, but if you want a system for yourself and you want it for the rest of your life and you're going to make a $6,000 investment, five, $6,000 investment, like you would for a Beamer, you can, you can buy you can spend five, six thousand dollars for a machine that is actually going to give you maybe two thousand gauss. Now it's going to do a lot more in that body. Yes, but here is my question. So now I'm buying. I mean, I don't even know whether that exists, but I have your eight thousand gauss machine, right? right? And I decide to use it as you just showed here in my wrist uh, because I have arthritis, right. whatever, right? But what I need is fifteen gauss. But now, somewhere in my wrist, uh, starting at 8,000, it may be whatever, 2,000 gauss. It may be much more than the 15. So what happens then? Nothing. It, the body will use what it needs. But then, the what, is the body it, will use what it needs. Good point. But is the body to, you, able to use 2,000 gauss uh, for the same purpose as the 15? Is, if it's too much, that is not a problem. Nothing happens. So in that on that blog on my website it shows the curve goes like this yeah after about 15 gauss it levels off nothing more happens yeah but i my point is different my point is i get to the point where we need t- treatment and the and the frequency is not 15 gauss but a thousand gauss it's too high yeah. what happens then nothing the no healing or no the problem will, the body will use what it is there's no problem now if you're doing four thousand so it, it will heal as though it got 15. Exactly. It will use what it needs. Okay. Now, if you treat here, it's still going through the wrist. Yes. I don't know what else is going on farther in the wrist. No. Right? So it's going to take care of other business. Yes. Let me give you another example. We have 100 trillion cells in our bodies. Right? If your left little toe decides to get an injury, a hangnail, or an ingrown toenail, how many cells have to be damaged? before you notice that there's a problem. If you're doing regular magnetic field therapy, even though it's more than you need, the body's gonna use what it needs. It's taking care of cells before they get to a point where where you're gonna notice that there's a problem. That's why it's so valuable for anti-aging. That's why it's so valuable as a preventative if you have the right intensity. Yeah. So it's not wasted. The body's still gonna use it. It just doesn't use it for that particular purpose. So, who came up with the 15 Gauss? Who invented that? Oh, research in Europe. Uh-huh. It's basic science research. 
and and they, they found, just they they the the and they found it. Fourteen is not enough. Fifteen is good, and sixteen oh, is enough. Okay, so yes, no, that's a really good point. So what happens is because the curve goes like this. Yeah. So lower down on the curve, if fifteen is best up here, if you only have two Gauss, are you going to get a benefit? You yes. You're going to get some benefit. Yes. It's not optimal, and because it's not optimal, it may take you a lot longer to get a benefit. Yeah. Unfortunately, if the process that caused that inflammation in the first place is more aggressive yeah. than the energy that you provide to the body, then the body's not going to keep up with the damage. Yes. Yeah. So you're better off wasting energy in this case. I, I hear it. Yes. Very good point. A good, good way to explain that. So you, you know, I was going to ask you that, but, but if you had a, I mean, you were the emperor of the world just for a moment, right? And you could sort of write a decree and say, well, what I need everybody to do is stop eating all that junk food that is so uh, widely available and, and no more sugars. And from now on, we all eat, you know, salad and, uh, <laughs> and, and healthy stuff, right? That's one, one option. The other option is, okay, well, I can't change that. Um, but I can say everybody should be treated with 8,000 Gauss at least 15 minutes a day or whatever the number is. Okay. My answer is that you can't build a house without bricks and mortar. Uh-huh. You can't be doing stupid things. No. If you're pouring gasoline on the fire and you're trying to put the fire out with water, you have to have enough water to put the amount of fire out. Yes. So if you're using, if you're doing eating stupid things, then you're going to have even more inflammation in the body, and the and magnetic field therapy is going to have to work harder if it can even keep up. Yes. So you still need to do the right stuff. You still need to eat right. You still need to have the right amount of sleep. All the other things you have to do. So all we're doing with magnetic field therapy is we're optimizing the body's capacity. Yeah. And we get this question all the time about EMFs, environmental magnetic fields, and PEMFs. So environmental magnetic fields are high frequency. They damage the body. Yeah. But if you're doing magnetic field therapy on a regular basis, you're making the body healthier. So whatever irritation there is from the EMFs is going to be basically taken care of rapidly by the body. Okay. So to, to give, I mean, for, for, to make a lay person understand that, this is a good point you bring up. The cell phone brings radiation too. And that's always close to us nowadays, which right. has always problems. So what's the intensity of the cell phone compared to the 8,000 Gauss, if you like? I mean, what is the order of magnitude? In this situation, it's less important. The intensity is important. So if you have the radiation over here, you're listening to the cell phone, that's not going to be doing as much as if you put it right against your ear. Yeah. Right? So there's still that inverse square law, actually. Yeah. So if you're holding it here, then you need to be doing the magnetic therapy on a regular basis to keep the damage down. Okay. If you're holding a cell phone to your ear for hours a day, yes. I don't even know whether magnetic therapy can help you. No. It's going to do something positive for but you. How, how strong is that phone? I mean, the, the, compared to the PEMF field. In terms of Gauss, it's very small. Uh-huh. In terms okay. of Gauss, it's very small. But the problem here is the frequency. Yes. Because the frequency in this case is so short, it's absorbed by the body. That's uh -huh. why we have microwave ovens. Yeah. We're cooking things. So when you have a cell phone to your ear, yeah. you're cooking your ear. You're cooking so it your doesn't, It doesn't pass through. Uh, it still passes through too. To but some it, extent. But, but on the way, it, 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 it really impacts. Whereas these other fields that you are treating people with, or, or that these machines help right. people with, they really pass through. They, they, they... Correct. Because they're not wavelengths. 
So what happens is you have a wire, right? That's carrying the current, which is what happens with pulse magnetic field. You have a wire that's carrying the current and that wire carrying the current produces a magnetic field and that's called the right hand rule. So my thumb is the wire and the flow of the current. The magnetic field goes around that wire. Essentially, yes. it's like the, the meat of a donut, not the whole of the donut, it's the meat of the donut. Yes. So this magnetic field, as, as the current passes through, as it pulses through, the magnetic field goes like this. Yeah, yeah. It goes out and collapses, out and collapses. Unlike microwaves or radio waves, which are broadcast into the atmosphere and they're going for distances. So what we're doing then in the body is we're not causing the same kind of harm we can with microwaves because it's being absorbed. The magnetic field is going in and out, in and out. As you said, it passes through. It just goes in and out. Yes, I got it. Very so different concept. There's no uh, solution for the bad food, bad diets. We still need to change our diet, but it would help. Um, I mean, of course, when we think about it today, most disease that we're dealing with is what they call degenerative diseases, lifestyle diseases, from cancer to heart disease to, to Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's and all that. Would you argue that, yeah, and all of them are caused by inflammation, and then they say all the inflammation basically starts in the gut, which is the largest organ. So from all, I mean, that seems all the same story to some extent. Is your, your answer also all the same? That is, you know, the PEMF fields will help? So obviously, if we take life, it's not like this, right? In the first 20 years of life, we're like this. We're growing. Yeah. And then we slow down. And then we reach a plateau. And hopefully, between 25 and 40, we don't have too much harm to us. And we're regenerating at the same rate we're breaking down. After 40, the slope goes like this. Yeah. Now, if you're abusing your body, if you're a professional football player, then you go like this. Right? So ideally, you want to bring that curve up. Now, that's part of that's called entropy. Yeah, Our sure. bodies decay and lose energy no matter what stresses you put on them. But obviously, if you're like this and you have a weight on the end of your pen, mm -hmm. that weight's going to pull the pen down there's not much resistance to bring it back up again. Most of it is going to be downward action. So if you have only a light bit of weight and you do magnetic field therapy, you're going to see a much better result. If you have a heavy weight, it's going to be harder to bring that back up to normal. But no matter what, we have entropy, which is a decay in energy in the body. So PEMFs, no matter what stresses you're putting on the body, the PEMFs are going to keep that balance up better than you would without anything. Even if you were optimal, you're not going to stop entropy. No, 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 of course, that, that because we all die at some point. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there is no, uh, so it's always the 15 Gauss. It depends on the depth in the body where you try to go. Um, so, I mean, as some of those, those, those instruments that I've looked at, they also offer this other therapy. That's the red light therapy. And, and why is that combined? And, 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 and what do you say about that? Um, in the book, I also talk about other treatments, other devices. And over the years, I've experimented with all of this. And I'm always looking for another edge, another advantage. And I found for the average person, and even for the average doctor, the most value is from magnetic field therapy because of all the things magnetic field therapy does. Laser is superficial. Um, infrared is superficial. 
infrared sauna is superficial. Light therapies are, it's superficial. Um, and so they're gonna give you some benefit, but they're not gonna go deep enough. And that's why you can combine magnetic field therapy with those superficial therapies because they are different frequencies. Yeah. They're different wavelengths and they do different things to different cells and photons and so on. So combining them gets you better results. So combining hyperbaric oxygen along with magnetic therapy is gonna give you better results. Combining ozone with magnetic field therapy is gonna give you better results. All these things combined together will do better. But if you only have X amount of dollars, where's the value? The value is going to be generally better for the long run. And the other thing about many of these other machines is you have to go somewhere to get treatment. Yes. Yeah. Right? You could own your own infrared unit, that's fine. You're gonna get that benefit. Infrared sauna is great, but it's very superficial to the way it acts. So as an excretory pathway inducer, it's great, it's a good idea, but you're not healing deep like acupuncture. So you're saying if, if, if any one patient's consumer or somebody health conscious wanna make one investment, the best investment you can make. For the dog, yes. <coughs> is in the PEMF field. Cost and benefit, yeah. So from, I mean, from all the problems we're dealing with in medicine today, with all these diseases, etc. I mean, if we could really spread this out on a large scale, what would the impact be? I mean, how much would we reduce healthcare costs? I mean, I'm not literally thinking about dollars, but- Oh no, and I think it, I think it is important to think about dollars. I had orthopedic doctors talk to me and uh, when I tried to introduce them to the magnetic therapy, they said, I can't do it. It'll kill my practice. Huh, yes, because then, yeah. They don't need the surgery. Right, so that's, that's the problem with the healthcare system. And one of the other problems that we face, that I face, because it's a matter of cost, it's a matter of education. You know, how quickly do you come to the party? How soon do you come to the party? If we had every 40 year old using the, a good intensity magnetic therapy system every day for the rest of their life, what would that save to the country? Yes. There, was a study, there was a study done in France on neck pain. Uh-huh. And they did a cost benefit analysis on what it would save the health system to treat the neck with magnetic field therapies versus conventional therapies. Yeah. And the cost savings was like three to four to one. Yeah. 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 yeah and, I, and, and, and of course, we don't have all the studies, but I'm sure it applies to yeah, arthritis and all these things. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But if you start late, so that's the problem. If you start late, you're going to get nothing. Yeah. It means it's too late. If you're bone on bone already, then you're limited to be able to do regeneration. Yeah. Nothing is going to regenerate. And you might have to do a, a, a cartilage transplant to be able to get you somewhere to a reasonable level of function. And even stem cell therapies, the newest thing for people for stem cell therapies, you can't grow a garden in a swamp. No. So, so you have to fix you have to fix the tissue to be able to do a stem cell therapy for the stem cell therapy to actually work. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally see the opportunity and, and the need to, to bring this in, uh, you know, in, in, in our world uh, on a much bigger scale than it is, because, well, that's probably a question. Let me ask you this question first. I mean, your orthopedic uh, doctor friend says, well, I can't do this because it basically I put myself out of business. 
Well, that's a good example, but but generally speaking, what kind of a response do you get from the world of conventional medicine? Are they welcoming no, you? No, no, because there's too many forces mm -hmm. at work on the doctors, too many forces. If it's not government approved, uh, if it's not cost-effective for somebody, if there's no champions for this technology, and you know, it takes a village, you take a lot of people having to talk about this technology and the value of the technology. So we have so many forces working against this. I have taken the position as a family doctor, as a preventive medicine and a holistic doctor. I take the position that you've got to take care of yourself. Yes. I'm not your doctor. You're your doctor. So my job is to educate you to take care of yourself as much as possible. If, at some point, you may need the medical system. But if I go to the doctors, we did this on Dr. Oz. I was on the Dr. Oz show. And he recognized the fact that doctors will not embrace this. He no. actually wrote up a document, a paper that you can give your doctor. I'm doing magnetic field therapy. But the doctors don't like it because they don't understand it. And they don't want to spend any time and effort to learn about it. Because you have to then convince them that this therapy compared to everything else that people are throwing at us. And right now we have an avalanche of ideas coming at us. Like infrared, yes. like nutrition, like exercise and all that. All of these things become important. But what do you listen to? At some point you say, well, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this, and it doesn't work. So what my message is, you yourself take care of yourself and you need to start as early as possible. But people don't pay for prevention. No, they should, of course. Yeah. But so, so one thing, and this is, I mean, I want to get your perspective and I, I guarantee, I mean, first of all, whatever I write up, I will share with you so you can comment and, but I, it's not because I want to be critical at all, but, but there's always this challenge where you are the one saying this works and but you're also the one introducing people to the actual, you know, I can buy the stuff on your website and, and. Yeah, I'm sure, and that's fine with me, by the way. I'm sure you get a commission for whatever happens there because you don't produce those machines. No, we're, no, we're, we're, we're a distributor. But yeah. why do I do that? Because I originally yes, started... Yes, I mean, that's the question. Again, not, not to try to be critical, but, but tell me how you see that. No, that's, very, that's a very important question. And that's a question I struggle with regularly. So you would rather trust somebody who just gives you information. And you'd be even willing to pay for the information. Although most people want it for free. Yes, true. Right? And mostly you want information that gives you something you can do yourself without having to buy anything. Huh? Right? That's the ideal. Uh, early on, I started just with information. Then people started saying, well, what can I buy? How can I? Because you need the technology. You can't do this without the technology. No. Knowing about it is not as of no value no. by itself. So then I said, fine, here, go buy this system. And they go get the system. Then they go talk to the company. They can't tell them how to use it. Because they're not doctors. They're not biologists and so on. No. So then they started coming to me and, say, and taking up a huge amount of my time. Oh. Training them on how to use it. Oh. So what's the value in that? And you still have to have a website. You still have to have staff and so on. You have to, have to pay for the lights and the bricks and the mortar. So that's why we put the devices up for sale oh. on our site. But now you get our support. So if you buy the system, we'll recommend the right system for you because you can, you can buy the wrong system. And people often do. They'll buy a $300 machine and now expect miracles from it. Yeah. 
right? So what we do then is at least provide you with the resources to make the best decision. And then once you get the decision, we'll support you, we'll give you the right training, and you can continue to ask questions for as long as you have questions. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you're I, right, but that, that is a constraint. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's also true that, that, you know, this is not your average machine that you can buy in any store in, uh, on the corner of the street. So I, I realize that. The point is, of course, people always feel that you get mixed interest, but it's not that the world of, of, of conventional medicine is free of that. And I happen right, to believe right. that this is a good thing. I mean, as you, and I'm, you're right about that, that's for all I know, um, electromagnetic fields, pulse electromagnetic fields help people. They don't harm people. You can't say that for the drugs that are also prescribed with, with, with all kinds of business interests in mind. So it, you know, anyway. Uh, well, and I, and I think one of the reasons as a doctor, my ethics as a medical doctor, and I carry those ethics even though I'm doing commercial work, is I'm gonna to try to provide you the best solution I can provide you. Yeah. If I only sold one device, if I only sold a Beamer, I'm automatically suspect. Yes. Because then you're trying to fit everything into that box. You know, everything goes into that square hole, no yeah. matter what size it fits in. Yeah. So I've worked over, over 30 years now working with magnetic field therapy to find equipment that's going to solve the most problems and be, still be reasonably affordable. Uh, reasonable affordability is obviously like beauties in the eyes of the beholder. Yeah. But at, no, the very least, at the very least, you have options. I'm not beholden to one device. And if you want to buy it from somebody else, that's fine. That's your choice. So we provide you with a huge amount of information on my website. And that information should be able to make you be able to go and get whatever you want, wherever you want. I was talking with my friend who has arthritis, for instance, and I said, you know, that's one of those things you can treat very well with, with this therapy. Yeah. And I knew that. And, and so, but then he, you know, he says, yeah, but, you know, will I see improvement or will it just manage where I am? I said, no, as far as I know, you can, you know, you will feel much better. It will, you know, the pain may, may go away. Is it, what do you say? I mean, what's your what's your experience? Is is it will it stop the problem, or how do I, how do I say? It? Will it actually heal people, or is it just basically keeping it calm? The primary reason I recommend magnetic field therapy, the primary reason, is to be able to generate healing. Yes, that's the primary reason, because that's the only technology that I know that will have that option, have that opportunity. Yes. Magnetic field therapy can help to relieve your pain. Magnetic therapy can help to relieve your swelling. And she may be very happy with having less pain and no swelling, yeah. but it may be doing nothing to the progression. Oh. Right? So again, she's happy. If you do, if you do a, a, a stent in your heart for a blocked blood vessel, mm -hmm. you're helping your heart disease. You're getting yourself off the edge of the cliff. Yeah. And studies have shown that people who do stents and heart bypass surgeries die sicker yeah. when they do eventually die because they didn't take care of their underlying causes. Go back to nutrition and lifestyle and all that. Yeah. So with, with arthritis, the answer is lots of stuff is possible. The sooner you come into the treatment, the more cartilage you've got left. And so when you're dealing with a joint, I always think as a doctor, I think about pathophysiology. What's going on in those tissues? And different tissues heal at different rates. Bone heals much more slowly. Cartilage is very slow to heal. Tendons and ligaments are very slow to heal. The capsule around the joint called the synovial capsule heals very rapidly. 
So you can get a lot of improvements in a joint quickly. But, but when you re-X-ray or re-image that joint a year later, there's no difference. Mm -hmm. Because it's not taken care of, again, how advanced it is, what tissues are healing, how long the underlying problem is. If you're, if you're bone on bone and you've got no cartilage left, then all I can do is give you relief. Yeah. Right? So if you're early, then you can do a lot more in stopping it and maybe even causing healing. But, but so now you have people who may have, you know, uh, uh, let's continue with the arthritis example. They may have pain in their hands or, uh, and, and you treat it locally. And uh, you know the pain goes away, good news, and so that's better. But wouldn't you say that ultimately it's in the interest of all bodies, of all patients, of all people, that you continue to treat the whole system in a way so that you don't use the inflammation? Not again. just the hands or not just the eyes. Correct. Yes. That, that would be logical to say that because you want to get that inflammation out of the body altogether to, to the extent that you can, right? Correct. So... So obviously, if you, all you can afford is a $300 machine that's going to treat your hands, well, that's what the benefit you're going you're to get. You're happy with that, yes. But so what is the investment that a person needs to make for that overall, you know, body maintenance to, to, you know, to do? I mean, I'm sure there is a, a whatever, $20,000, $40,000 machine that is magical, and but nobody, very few people can buy that. But, but let's say, but what is what you would recommend that at least a sizable audience would be able to get to. So the Deemer is an example, the, and a number of these whole body systems, and I hate mentioning specific devices, Yeah. but any of these low, low intensity systems, and most people don't even know what the intensity is. And most of the people who sell them don't even know what the intensity yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's the problem. But if it's a whole body system, generally speaking, unless you're probably buying it from our website, which I investigate for these things. Yeah, but that, that's why I want you to say it. Right, yeah. so um, I have uh, basically recommended replacing the low, the very low intensity systems with a device that we carry called the BioBalance, uh -huh. which is made in Germany. Uh -huh. And the BioBalance is 10 Gauss. We okay. mentioned that the Beamer is one example and most of these other whole body systems are less than one Gauss. But 10 is great, but it's not 15. But it's not 15. Exactly. All right. So if you want to go above 10, then you go to the next level system. So that system at 10 is called the biobalance. Yes. And even that is not, not cheap. It's $2,500. Okay. Less than 6,000, but it's 25. Okay. If you want to go above that, you can go to $3,500. And you can buy a Parmed's home system, which is now 70 Gauss. Okay. So seven okay. times stronger than the biobalance for another $1,000. You get a system that's seven times stronger than the biobalance. Yes. And so your point is that if I have, I think, what was it, the 70 Gauss, the, 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 the 3500 machine, I have 70 Gauss at the skin, but it means that, you know, deep inside my belly, uh, there is only whatever. I may not have the 15 Gauss that I want, right? That's correct. And what, what I mean, where, I mean, ultimately you can do the measurement, right? Uh, my kind of size body, I'm, I'm, I'm like this, right? Uh, something like that. Watch so, the back, yes. Uh, I know if I want to have 15 gauss in the middle, I can, I, I can kind of calculate what I need on the outside, right? Right. So, so, so you're going to remember the curve is slow. So even though you're way down on the curve, you're still getting some benefit. Yes. It just doesn't happen that fast. And as soon as you withdraw the magnetic field, 
It's like digging uh, a hole in quicksand or digging a hole in concrete. Yeah. The hole in quicksand is going to fill right back in again. Yeah. So if you treat and the process behind it is very aggressive, then as soon as you withdraw the treatment, you know, you're back to where you were before. Um, so ideally, yes, you need the higher testes, but you're still getting some, some level of benefit. And the other thing we have to recognize is that when you treat the hands, you're not just treating the hands. No. You treat the whole body. Yes. So there are secondary benefits. If I put an acupuncture needle in my hand here, yeah. the impact is going to be throughout the body. Yeah. It's going to be the strongest where you put the needle. Yes. So if I treat my wrist or my elbow with a weak magnetic field system, or even if I treat my eyes for glaucoma, some of the magnetic field is going into the brain. Yeah. Some of it's going to impact the circulation. So it provides some secondary, some amount of secondary benefit to the rest of the body. Yeah. So it's better than nothing, but it's not as good as doing it directly the way you're, you know, we're discussing. Oh, so I should look, I mean, I'm, I'm curious because I, I now, you, know, you, I didn't know, I was not so familiar with that 15 Gauss, but that, so what I'm doing with this Beamer thing, but again, that's 25 years old. So that, that what's that, right? That's great. That's better than nothing. It's better than nothing, but it would make sense to, for personal reasons, to invest in that. Um, but that's a whole um, different conversation. Um, what is, for you, the most exciting development in this field? I mean, a lot of that research, and you did the book, uh, bringing, you know, bringing that to the Western world, if you like, in English, quite a while ago. But are there any new recent studies that, you know, give a better insight into in the benefits of this therapy? Well, there, there's an argument in the world of the people who are selling low intensity systems that high intensity is harmful. Okay. And that's been largely debunked. We are now using these high intensity magnetic systems to treat the brain for depression and Parkinson's and MS and all kinds of neurologic conditions. And there are 8,000 ghosts. And there's no harm. So at least we're knowing now that be, because magnetic fields, what they are, being what they are, and they pass completely through the body, they, there's nothing residual in the body that can stay there and cause harm. So the field is essentially opening up. So when I started with magnetic field therapy, it was a, a device like the Beamer at that level of intensity. So as, as it grew and I grew with my knowledge and awareness and talking to people and reading the science, uh, now we know that we have a spectrum of magnetic fields and we have a much better sense of what they can do at the different levels. That's the exciting thing about it. Now in the future, if we combine frequency therapies, the problem with most frequency therapies is that as you, as you increase the frequency, you decrease the intensity. Mm -hmm. So if I could design a machine to do the optimal thing, I design a machine that would give me the frequencies, but not change the intensity. Now, it's got a driver in it, it's got a compensating mechanism in it that if you increase the frequency, you increase the intensity to match the frequency. So a lot of frequency therapy systems don't get the, the results that you want because they're not high enough intensity. And a lot of the, the people who are often recommending these high, higher frequency systems are, are missing the boat for that reason. It's a great idea. The frequency is a great idea. I can't deny it what, whatsoever, but it's not, it doesn't have the intensity. Yes. So you just said it's largely debunked. Where, where are the, the, the question marks in terms of uh, the, the higher uh, intensity that you, of these newer machines that you're using? 
Um, well, if you're using it on the brain, you're stimulating the brain, you can use it over the heart, you can cause excessive stimulation of the heart. So one of the things that I, I'm constantly preaching is to go low and slow. You need, you need to know what your body can tolerate. You need to know where, where your body's at. So you don't get off the couch and run a marathon tomorrow. You have to train. But we're doing magnetic therapy, magnetic therapy stimulation of the cells, we're training the cells. We, they have to react to the stimulus. And if they're very healthy, they don't react. But you don't know if they're healthy because even though your blood work looks okay and you feel okay, you have no idea what's going on among those 100 trillion cells that's baking there, yeah. getting ready. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And that's why we don't, we don't discover cancer until you know, it's often too late. Yeah. Okay, so, so to my question, what is the, the new research that is that the high intensity um, is not harmful or... Uh, right, and, it, and, and it's helpful. And it is helpful. Um, and, but are there any particular uh, studies of healing that, that come to mind that, that, you know, uh, that would illustrate the impact and the, and the, and the healing capacity? Um, yes, there are studies that have compared intensities and looked at different levels of intensity for different healing options. There's one study done with um, uh, mice paws. So they inject the mouse paw with carrageenan to create inflammation and they compared it to a control, which is the saline. And they also compared it to using steroid. So dexamethasone is used as the standard, the gold standard for reducing inflammation. So when you do magnetic field therapy, you get better results, the uh, higher the intensity. So the higher the intensity gets, then it begins to approximate the gold standard of dexamethasone. So in terms of treating the brain, same thing, you need to have the intensities to be able to treat the brain. So we're moving into an era where we're going to start being able to use high-intensity PEMFs to treat the brain, all kinds of conditions in the brain. And certainly my clinical experience has been that the higher the intensity, the better but, the results. So including the higher, But the higher, is that even beyond the 15? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, 15 at the tissue. Yes. So there's the, but that's still the problem is that how do you calibrate that? How do you measure that intensity? Yeah. And if you, if you have a head injury, uh, you have an area of head damage, brain damage. It's not just one spot. So you have to deliver that 15 gauss over a, a larger area. Yeah. So, but more just not only about the high intensity versus low intensity debate, but if you talk about where you see how great it works, what, what kind of an example from, from a study perspective you can share? Well, you know, obviously the thumb. Yes, it's a good one. Okay, and I had a, a, a gentleman with gangrene, his legs, purple below the knees. The surgeons wanted to amputate both his legs. So we worked with, we worked with nutrition and supplements and magnetic fields. Three months later, the surgeon says, I guess we don't have to amputate. Okay, so there's plenty of research out there and a lot of that research is controlled. Um, but there's not as much research right now about the higher intensities because this is relatively new technology. Uh -huh. There's a problem with research in PMFs. Okay. Funding. Yeah. For every alternative therapy, that's the problem. So that's the problem. Yes. So yeah. the re my book, obviously, I review 50 different health conditions and supply the research evidence. I have over 500 references in the book that shows the science behind using magnetic fields for a lot of different things. Yeah. 
So there's, there's plenty of examples and evidence there. Uh, I'll give you another case. Um, and this is a, I have to be careful about this. Um, I had a woman with stage four breast cancer. So she, um, she had spinal metastases, liver and lung and, and um, in the breast area, ribs. So she used the high intensity magnetic therapy system along with a lot of other interventions, ozone, uh, IV vitamin C, um, you know, the list goes on, a lot of different things. Literally within three to four weeks when she re-imaged a lot of stuff that shrunk down. Mm. In a very short period of time. And so what is the high intensity then? Because she is whole body then, so that is a mat. Well, in her case, she was using about 8,000 gauss. 8,000? What we call a magnetic sandwich. From two slides. Two magnetic pads. Uh-huh. And, and, and what is the, um, what kind of machine is that? Do you have that also on your website? We do, and it's called the Parmeds Ultra Flash. Parmeds Ultra Flash. Okay. Well, that's, well. that's new technology. We worked with the manufacturer to produce it. Um, to get to get the specifications that I wanted to be able to deliver for my patients, my our customers, and that's probably it's it's bad it's a what we call a, a circuit board system, so it's not uh, it doesn't require a whole lot of maintenance. It's got the high intensities. It's got ten different levels of uh, intensities that you can select from. You got a lot of flexibility in the way you can use the different applicators. And and what is the investment in that kind of system? Well, we also negotiated with the manufacturer okay. to keep the price down. We were able to get the price down to around $8,000. Okay. Yeah. And that, and that is, you know, what, how much cost is that? 8,000? Uh, no, it's about 10,000. 10,000. And, but because you do it from two sites, yeah, it, of course you get the 10,000. You get a much more even magnetic field in, cent in the center between them. Yeah. So that's where you see your best results, I suppose. Or something like extensive cancer or extensive autoimmune disease or a lot of damage in the tissues in the body that need repair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Is this the future of medicine? I would hope so. As, I, as we said at the beginning, it's not the only thing, right? I think I could do probably just as good with hypertension as using the drugs. Um, we know magnetic field therapy helps uh, migraines, autoimmune diseases like arthritis, instead of using all of the drugs, I frequently recommend to patients who are about to start on a course of chemotherapy for their cancer, I said, uh, you know, that's your choice. I can't tell you what you should do, but here's your option. One option is to start high intensity magnetic field therapy. But if you're going to use a, a, a you're only going to spend a thousand dollars or $2,000 on a machine. I can't tell you what you, what you should do. Probably you should go ahead and do conventional therapy. Yeah, because you're not optimizing what you should be doing with what we can deliver with the magnetic therapy. But if you do that, then I would say, wait a month, wait two months, because most cancers are not growing that fast. So wait a month or two fast, two months, re-image, retest. And, and spend $8,000 and do your sandwich machine. That, that's what you would exactly. say. Exactly. You're going to have it for the rest of your life anyway, because if you had cancer in the first place, you're already at risk for more. Yeah. Right. And if you had cancer in the first place, your body's already telling you there's a problem in this body. Yes. For example, with breast cancer, we're now finding that 40 to 60% of women who have breast cancer at the time of initial diagnosis already have breast cancer stem cells in their bones. 
at the time of initial diagnosis with no spread whatsoever. What does that mean? We know research is showing us that women who don't die of their breast cancer early on, the first few years of their breast cancer, will often have bone metastases 15 to 20 years later. Why? Stem cells in their bones. You can't see them, you can't find them, you can't feel them, you can't touch them. But what keeps them suppressed? Keeping the inflammation down in the body. If you keep the inflammation down, then cancer doesn't activate. It doesn't grow into more cells. So if you do a whole body magnetic field therapy under that circumstances, then you'll probably prevent this from happening down the road. Yeah. We don't have the research to prove it, so I'm saying probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm so so when you buy these these complex machines like the one you what I know probably uh, unpolitely call the sandwich machine, um, but you know you say that a machine like that has different frequencies. So how do you manipulate intensity? intensity. Oh, sorry, intensities. Yes, but to, to to what extent? I mean, how do how does a, a user know what to do then? I mean, it seems that the higher the intensity, the better anyway. So why would you manipulate well, that? Yeah, well, you're you're right, um, but a lot of it has to do with the way the body reacts. Uh -huh. And while you're using, you want the highest intensities for your bones or your cancer, uh, your liver is telling you it's too much, or your brain is telling you it's too much because now we have other toxicities and we have mold and we have Lyme disease and we have whole lot of other stuff going on in the body. And those other parts of the body may limit what you could do for what you really want to do. And so what, what kind of negative so-called side effect could I experience then? Really pain, increased pain, uh, increased uh, what's called a Herxheimer reaction like you get with Lyme disease, okay. where you get a release of all these chemicals. So you could feel sicker temporarily as your body's adjusting. Okay. So when you, you go run a marathon, to tune it down. you have to tune it down. You tune it down and you decrease the uh, amount of time. Yes. And we have what we call low and slow protocols. So I provide people with a training on how to use their devices. Yeah. And then we often do consultations with people after they've purchased it to uh, fine tune their protocols. Yeah. yeah. And then we provide them with ongoing email support through over time uh, and phone support if they need it. So we continue to support people to make sure that they get the right things. I learned early on. I don't want to sell you a device. I want to make sure that you're going to get the most out of it because you're going to bother me. You're going to bug me. Yeah, if you're no, not. I, of course. Good right? wisdom. There's wisdom there. So how many people have you reached over those? What is it? Three decades you've been doing this? How long have you been doing this? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah. That's amazing. And But not all of them buy these machines, I suppose. Some of them just... Well, most of those are people who did buy from me because I'm, I'm generally not going to spend time with somebody who's not willing to invest in me. They want my investment in them. I mean, you can go read my book. That cost you $9 on, right? On uh, Amazon, yes. I got it, yes. Well, that's amazing. It's good to hear because it means that, that you know, tens of thousands is a good number for, for any success. I mean, that's what we need, right? Yeah. And most, of the, most people... I would say probably the number of people who have to return their machines is less than two or three percent. Yeah. And most of the time people return their equipment because they're expecting a miracle and they want to only spend eight minutes a day. Yeah. Right. They don't want to put the investment in to treat themselves. They don't want to put an investment in to be their own doctors. Yeah. So people who are transitioning from the conventional system into alternative medicine, 
those who've transitioned into alternative medicine are very engaged and involved in their own care. And they're going to do what they need to do. Yeah. And the rest of the system, people who are depending basically on medications and the doctor is going to fix me, this drug is going to fix me, then we have the biggest problem with those people. Yes, of course. Yeah. Right? They'll, they'll eventually come forward as they start to see benefits and results. Then you start asking questions. Why is this working? Just like I did. Why is this working? Yeah. yeah. It's a good journey. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's my journey. So it's not just about selling machines. It's about you know again like no, being I, a doctor. Not, I understand that it's not about selling machines. It's about promoting healing and and yes, and this is just a device uh, that helps. Yeah. It's one tool. It's only one. It's one yeah. tool. But a good one. And for your from your experience, if the most generic one with the the widest possible positive impact benefits and, and from a cost perspective cost-benefit perspective, if you consider, consider how many years you're going to be able to use this, yeah. it's cheap, pennies, pennies a day. Well, um, walk together. That's it. Nice to meet you, Bill. A pleasure meeting you, too. Bill Pollock knows the difference between true healing and suppressing symptoms of disease. Our bodies can heal themselves, but we can stimulate that self-healing and support maintaining optimal health. An abundance of science shows that pulsed electromagnetic field therapy is a powerful tool for health. This was Camp Solutions. We will be back soon.